Welcome to the Don't Know Much podcast, the DKM podcast, where we don't know much about anything. But what I do know is, is that this year of gaming has become a interesting turn of events. Obviously, Elden Ring has captured the hearts of the fanatics, the veterans of the Soulborn series. It's even brought in the casual crowd because a lot of the uh, popular streamers are covering it. A lot of people are getting really, really into it. And, you know, given the game is a very very user-friendly compared to the other Souls games, uh, which is why I find it easier. Uh, sadly, Kenny's not here, so we can't really discuss it with him in this episode. Um, I would like to know his opinion on this. But uh, Elden Ring is one of those games where it's obviously a, it's probably a lot of people's number one game of the year uh, nomination. However, the second game that has been taking the storm, uh, taking the, the, the cultural popularity by storm is uh the skywalker saga for the lego star wars video game series and for those who played it the original uh star wars lego star wars series it was a very 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 great game um it's one of those tropes that a lot of people like to say now where the game is complete you know remember the good old days when games were complete games were full of great content and no microtransactions or dlcs so well, jokes on you, Marcos, because there was the Lego Star Wars Complete Saga that was released later. Yeah, but that's that's true. But like the original ones, though, the original. Yeah, I mean, it's just so funny because when I was a kid, I think I grew up with the prequel one, and I, I think it kind of confused me as a kid because I didn't understand like yeah. what four, five, and six yeah. meant. So I was kind of like, wait, isn't this the if this is the original trilogy? Why isn't this episode one? Right, um, and that's the thing that really confused anyone going into Star Wars from the, from the get go, but. Given that a lot of people are actually leaving Elden Ring and going, not a lot, but from what I've seen, some people are actually dropping Elden Ring to go play the Skywalker Saga because the amount of content they added in this remake, it's, what, it's phenomenal. Is, like, what, is the player count just dropping? No, just, not a lot. Just I'm just saying a lot of people are like, hey, I'm going to pause on Elden Ring and I'm going to play this game because this game... I mean, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Some people take the whole, like, oh, you dropped this game thing, like, way too soon. Like, especially if you're a streamer, if you're known to play one fucking game, like, immediately, if you try anything different, just anything, everybody in the chat, oh, my God, you dropped Call of Duty? Oh, my God, what happened? What, did you just Call of Duty dead to you? Yeah. Do, do you hate Call of Duty? It's like, uh, no, dude, I took a fucking break. It's fine. I played something else. You should go back to playing Call of Duty. It's like, damn, dude, give me a fucking break. I'm, I'm playing something else. Y'all motherfuckers don't play anything else? The one thing that I do like about um, streamers who obviously have a... Variety? Yeah, a palette. Variety within their palette is that at any moment they'll drop something, but obviously some people will only watch certain things because, well, they're playing this game or you're playing that game. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously some people are there for the personality itself, but, you know, that's that's everyone has their their own views on things to tell you the truth i mostly watch or not mostly watch on twitch i mostly subscribe to people or i mostly follow uh people who play dead by daylight not because i'm actively looking for the channels it's because i'm watching a friend play they raid someone else and i just give them a follow and that's really it so mm -hmm. uh and most of my friends that i watch on stream they play dead by daylight so that's really how it goes but it seems like star wars and uh lego star wars and Elder Ring have become a a cultural phenomenon when it comes to gaming because a lot of people are going crazy for both. So it it, it is it is a fine year, beginning year for uh, the beginning of the year for gaming. How is this going to pan out towards the end? I don't know because obviously Horizon Forbidden West didn't really do the smarty smart thing where it got released next to another AAA game that was a lot more popular. If you would. If you can recall, the original um, Horizon game came out, I think, three days before or three days after uh, Breath of the Wild. And, yeah, a lot of people were more focused on Breath of the Wild than they were uh, Horizon. But Horizon was still a great game. People still went back to it. But now, El it, but now uh, obviously, Forbidden West did the whole same thing, but with Elden Ring. So, it's not on a lot of people's uh, radar because, well, Elden Ring just took everything by storm. So it, it's nice to see two great titans of a game series that obviously rarely ever mess up when it comes to their development of games. Because I have had so much fun with LEGO Star Wars. Like, every game is a masterpiece, in my opinion. But that's just me.
I, I I've only have played uh, the Lego Star Wars games on the PS2. Um, I really had a fun time playing them, though, looking back on it as a child. Um, but I never really... Pl- I, I remember Lego Indiana Jones was very popular mm-hmm. in the Xbox 360. Yeah. Um, but I remember there was, like, this big discrepancy of, like, do you prefer if your Lego games, like, didn't speak, speak or do you prefer they pantomime? Because I always find it, like, kind of charming. Like, you could just kind of dub in your own voices, like, when Donkey did his video of Lego Star Wars. Um, that was really funny. But then again, I, I, I've only seen a little bit of this game. But, man, I was kind of surprised because I remember this game got delayed at one point, And I thought, like, wait, isn't this just, like, aren't they just going to take the original games and just, like, just pretty them up a little bit like you know i i know we all seen the meme about like oh the you know lego yoda face is always kind of goofy so people use it as a profile picture sound. um especially here's deaf sound yeah exactly and but then no it's like oh no this is just like a full-on remake and it's a fucking devil may cry game now because kenobi could fucking do an infinite on on a child on youngins or like that that's really funny to me like did did, did padme go up to anakin so like obi-wan you 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 did a fucking infinite on on a goddamn youngin? <laughs> what the fuck? Like it's some crazy shit. I've seen some people pull some like Devil May Cry edits in that, and I was just like, this is this is what the game's about. And I and I've seen it a little bit of it. Um, caught me completely by surprise. Uh, I know that it it now includes the 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 trilogy that most people don't like to talk about right now. Um, but as a kid growing up, that was like my most exposure to Star Wars growing up. Like I've seen the. The first movie a lot, of, well, episode one a lot. I saw episode two maybe once, and then I saw episode three. So me to keep up to date with the Star Wars was actually watching, playing the game. Uh, that was, like, the best way for me to, like, get a basic understanding of what the fuck is going on. Uh, but it was a charming, it was a charming scene. I, I played the shit out of it. I remember I used to play it a lot with my stepbrother. And I, I forgot, I forgot what it was called, but the little capsule thingy though like the white little cylinder thingy that has like the red and uh red and green yeah, lights I, I remember like when when you collect them then you lock lego city and that shit was so fucking cool um but yeah it's it's pretty cool i'm glad that i didn't think this game was gonna gonna take off but i think a lot of people had like some nostalgia they just want to kind of like you know fill back in you know but uh speaking about nostalgia so uh a little franchise that started off on the PlayStation 2 back in the day when it was only on the PS2 and then it went on every fucking system afterwards. Uh, Kingdom Hearts hit its 20th anniversary. That's pretty freaking crazy to me. I, man, I, I don't know what it is about the PlayStation 2, man, but like, I think being an RPG, especially a JRPG fan, was such a fun time because Square Enix was just pumping out like so many good fucking role playing games at that time. And, Man, Kingdom Hearts was such a weird game. Like, I don't know how the fuck I would have discovered this game on my own if it wasn't, like... I, I was grateful that I grew up with a lot of... Like, not grew up with, but, like, like super close with. Like, I didn't have, like, an older brother or anything. But, like, I was around kids that had older brothers that had, like, the really weird games. Like, they had the Metal Gear Solid 2, and I didn't even know what the fuck it was even called back then. All I knew was, like, it's a stealth game where I shit my pants of the exclamation point noise hit, um... And I would have never give played Final Fantasy X. Well, not much. I played a little bit of Final Fantasy X. Um, but man, when I first saw Kingdom Hearts two, Kingdom Hearts one, I mean, man, that game just caught my eye. Where it's like, wait, this is some like anime bullshit, and you're a kid with a key for a fucking sword, mm-hmm. and and the combat is super engaging and button mashing. My my dumb bozo brain of mine that loves action games like that will be like, oh yeah, fun X button, do damage, make numbers go big, you know, and. Man, I, God, I, I love the shit out of the game. I played so much of Kingdom Hearts 1. But, um, yeah, nostalgia aside, uh, in Japan, I was hoping they would do, like, a presentation. Like, maybe they would have done some cool announcements and stuff like that. But from what I can gather, uh, it was just kind of like a showcasing. They showed off a lot of cool art. I really liked the art that they showed off where it was, like, Nomura's art, which, they, man, I really like Nomura's art. I really do, especially with the current Kingdom Hearts art that this guy does. It's so cool to see him go from, like, Final Fantasy VII to Kingdom Hearts. And I I, I really like the art that they did where it's, like, clearly they're they're hinting at this, that we're going to announce Kingdom Hearts 4 uh, because in the art, I don't know if you've seen it, Marcos, where you see Sora from Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3, and they're all, like, pointing the finger. They're not the finger, but, like, they're counting their fingers, like, the number game they came from. And there's, like, a square, uh, a black box. I'm like, okay, they're going to announce Kingdom Hearts 4. And I'm... You know, I saw the 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 reveal of it. It looked kind of cool. I'm a little bit miffed on the on how Sora looks. Like, I really hope that this isn't the final model because 
like yeah i i see this would be the natural progression but i thought like kingdom hearts 3 sword looked kind of nice enough where it was like like it still looked like a ps2 game like design wise but it's now like on a playstation 4 like i don't know i i'm getting like final fantasy 15 vibes off of it and i don't know i don't know but um, well, it's just like the trailer yeah. type of look you know, that's not like... I mean, to be game. fair, though, the game is still in development, yeah. so this could drastically change between now and later. But um, I like it. I, I mean, it, it looks nice. I think the game looks freaking dope. I, I don't think this is going to be coming out on the PlayStation 4. If it is, it's probably going to run like dog yeah. shit. Um, but, you know, it's kind of cool. Like, we, we got a Kingdom Hearts 4. I'm not seeing as much of excitement. But then again, like, coming from the excitement from Kingdom Hearts 2 to 3 to three to four isn't going to be as drastic because you know if you grew up like we did you know at the end of kingdom hearts 2 spoiler alert when sora riku and kairi are in destiny islands and then they get that fucking bottle and they're like holy shit there's more adventures there's going to be a kingdom hearts 3 and then we got to wait two fucking console generations and then we finally got it you know and a shit ton of spinoff games like i can understand it because there was a hype between like okay we know kingdom hearts 3 is going to be a thing but we got all these spinoffs to hold us over. You know what I'm saying? But this game is like, hey, we're done with Kingdom Hearts 3. We released a fucking rhythm game. And now we announced Kingdom Hearts 4. There's no like if, ands, or buts. Yeah, so I was saying was like, yeah, no if, ands, or buts. It was just like, all right, Kingdom Hearts 3 is done. We released the DLC. We released the, the fucking rhythm game that adds some fucking story explaining where the fuck Sora went. Spoiler alert, Sora went to the Quadratum. Um... And, uh, yeah, it, it just, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some excitement. I'm sure a lot of people are just really excited. Just a lot of people, you know, because we're going off of Japan, Japan time right now, this thing got, I think announced at like 6am or something. Like a lot of people are legitimately fighting to stay awake, uh, because they really wanted to see the, what was shown off. But yeah, so Kingdom Hearts 4 was obviously the big thing. Uh, they announced a new mobile game. Um, it's called, let me see. They showed off a character called Sterezia. I think he was from Union Cross. I never played that game. I never played the Kingdom Hearts mobile game. Um, what the fuck was it? Is it like God, an I actual RPG? Because I think I've seen like the web browser version. Yeah, it's an RPG, but it wasn't a... Uh, uh, it was also... It wasn't like super multiplayer. It was... You could You could have clans. You could have stuff, but it wasn't like actively real-time i think so yeah so the that other game sense. that got announced was kingdom hearts missing link oh being on the fucking nose there all right i get it you get it guys it's the missing link now the story makes sense um but yeah uh so yeah kingdom hearts 20th anniversary fucking crazy i this is so i i still remember pre-ordering fucking kingdom hearts 2 and just being so so goddamn excited for that game. I played the shit out of it. And then, you know, growing up, I, I remember, like, watching all these, like, videos on YouTube. That was like, wait, you could fight Roxas as Sora? How did you do that? Oh, my God, what's this hidden boss fight? And then I found out, oh, yeah, that's, like, a version from Japan that never came here in America. And, like, super hardcore Kingdom Hearts fans, like, fucking imported this game. Um and that that was just crazy to me you yeah. kids you kids nowadays have it fucking easy back in my day you gotta own like six consoles in order to play all the kingdom hearts games now you just have all these collections easily available to you i i just only wish that the epic game store version of these collections would just go on sale because god damn it i'm sorry i i spent like 20 dollars to own all these games on ps4 i really don't want to spend nearly 100 dollars for it i really don't i really wish square enix would just release the all-in-one bundle for 60 bucks just just Bargain with me here, Square. Just do me that fucking favor. Yeah, like the story so far. You can see that shit going so for twenty dollars. That was on. Yeah, when it first came out, it which was is like crazy the because they sold the collections individually like on the PS3. Then they did it again on the PS4, but they bundled 1.5 and 2.5 together. Then they released 2.8 separately because they had excused that as a Kingdom Hearts 3 demo. Okay, cool, whatever. But like eventually they said, all right, fuck it, we're just gonna make it all in one. And then they made another one which includes Kingdom Hearts 3, and you can buy that for twenty dollars. And I'm like. Man, you know, Square, like, you know me, I'm the kind of guy that's like, eventually when I buy a game on a console, I want to own it on PC eventually, because to me, PC is just readily accessible and readily available, because to me, I'm a lazy fuck. To me, like, it's much easier for you to be like, click download, click play, and then play it on my PC at higher frame rates and refresh rate and blah, 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 blah. Um then having to switch over to my monitor, go to the console setting, da 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 da, which is you know not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world, but 
to me, it's like I'd rather play it on my PC than I do on my PS4. I know it's not going to be drastically different, but God damn it, like, right. you know, going from the PS3 version that ran at 30 FPS to the PS4 version running at 60 is a fucking plus, but God damn it, I'm really curious to see how Kingdom Hearts would play like at 165 hertz. I will say that story-wise, where I think this story's going to go, if you have played the um, the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3, it is it, it leads off in a very, very peculiar um, point for Sora. Because obviously, Sora disappeared into the realm of emptiness, basically. This is the same realm where all the Keyblade Masters... Oh, by the way, this is where um, the Union Cross game, the mobile game... It was basically a prequel to the Kingdom Hearts series. It, it explained a lot of things. It explains where Roxas actually Ventus. came from. Because, um, not Roxas, um, Ventus. Ventus was a dandelion. Essentially a a Keyblade warrior who uh, was there during the great time of the... Uh, of where everyone had a Keyblade. There was these huge factions. All these Keyblades from, you know, the Keyblade graveyard. Those were from all these people who... We're in this time frame. Then the whole Keyblade War happening, where all five of all five groups, all fig, five big organizations, they were just fighting amongst each other because of uh, reasons. Uh, it was just doubts being placed into every one of them. People think that one group was fighting another group. Uh, one group tried to kill this other group's leader, so on and so forth. But it was just all a ruse from the Master of Masters. He was just doing his own thing. Uh, why we don't know the real reason all we know is that the masters the leader of these five these five uh places they were they were figuring out what the hell's going on and then after the whole keyblade war and oh, basically every single freaking keyblade wielder almost virtually all of them died uh then the masters realized what's going on so that's basically what the game covers um i forgot this dude's name he's a white-haired kid he oh yeah he showed up at one point in like one of the games and like i just Uh. didn't know who the fuck he was oh yeah he's in the movie yeah i was just like who the fuck is that guy uh yeah in kingdom hearts 3 while you're doing your final fight versus uh uh, dang i forgot his name already the old dude the old ball dude xehanort him I was gonna call him Zemnis, but like, that's not Zemnis. <laughs> it's not him. Um, he um, he comes in and says, "Hey, I'll lend you a helping hand," and then that's when Keyblades from the Keyblade graveyard start helping out Sora. He's riding on the Keyblade um, um, wave. I guess it's a stream of Keyblades, and he's just riding it, and it's helping him defeat Xehanort. But he is the leader of the Dandelions. He was a very, very big, uh, important character in the in in the union cross when it comes to story wise but uh once kingdom hearts 3 ends uh we see that the masters all come back and they say hey xehanort's defeated he uh what's next and one of the masters the uh so i think there's a snake unicorn uh fox bear and I can't remember the other one. Either way, the bear one, the bear master, was a Organization 13 member. And he was on the inside waiting for the Masters of Masters plans to pan out. The keyblade that Xehanort has is the keyblade that the Masters of Masters owned. And the reason why it has an eye is because the Masters of Masters can see everything that keyblade can see. So the story will keep progressing, 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 only for it to, you know, end where it's got to go to for Kingdom Hearts 4. But... Because of all this, uh, th- th- everything that panned out for Kingdom Hearts 3, um, everything that uh, Sora did, him learning the powers of awakening, so on and so forth. I know I'm rambling, but let's. Uh, it-, it all ends with him, s- him going into the realm of emptiness, the uh, quadratum. It's a realm of emptiness. This is where the masters are as well. And they're sort of... It's not the darkness realm. It's somewhere else where there is no light and dark. It's just limbo, essentially. And in the Remind DLC, Sora comes back technically because... Do you remember in Toy Story World and Kingdom Hearts 3? There was this one dude that looked like Riku. He was he was a uh, 
uh, what do you call this? He was a mm. what was his name? Uh, it, to be honest, though, man, you know it's been a while. Right? I did finish the Toy Story full transparency. I actually never finished Kingdom Hearts three, but that was because like I just did not have the time to finish it. I never really, you know, it wasn't a bad game. I just kind of didn't really have the time for it, and I feel like that I would appreciate Kingdom Hearts three more if I was able to like play all the other games. But I feel like I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, oh, Rex, yeah. The said, guy who hey, kind of looks like Noctis, and it was kind of like I always interpret that as like Nomura getting back at Square Enix for not letting him do Final Fantasy 15 versus 13. In my memory. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a mix of Riku and Noctis, right? So ha- go have your fan your fan uh, ship if mm-hmm. that's what you want, because that's essentially how he looks like. But um, he comes into. He something with involving data. He fights Sora, like the essence of Sora, and it is literally quite. It's a super boss. Yeah, it's literally the hardest boss you could fight. Yeah, it's harder than Sephiroth. Sephiroth, uh, harder than the Lingering Will, in one point from one point five. It is a very, very difficult boss, and once you beat him, he says, "Oh, it's not my time yet." So this looks like like what you just said. It's Nomura's big old fuck you to the um, uh, to whoever versus, told him that versus hey, thirteen. This whole yeah. Final Fantasy, which is really funny because when you X, see like promotional yeah, yeah. pictures and posters you of it, it's like, happen. oh yikes, that that never happened. That that's never gonna happen. Right. So he um looks like he might be coming to Kingdom Hearts Four because. He exists. He exists in the Toy Story world, and he's probably going to exist in other mediums as well. So we're going to see how this pans out. I mean, out I, I don't know. I feel like, than, to uh, me, like I felt like the world ends with you characters character. being added in Kingdom Hearts 3, 3D was something I was so excited about because I loved that game. But I was really hoping that they were like going to really build on that. And I was like, oh, man, what if they made like a Shibuya world or something like that? Because fuck it. Who says you got to stop only at Final Fantasy? But... They they kind of just showed up as just literally that, just cameos, and it just always bothered me where it's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, because it was like, okay, like if you you're not gonna more. like, can you at least explain why they're there? Like they never like said like, oh, they're part of a different world. They could like easily wrote that in. It was like, oh yeah, we're from Shibuya, but we came here because something happened in our right. world. I'm like, okay, cool, that's fine. Like obviously, I'm not gonna be like wondering like, geez, I wonder why Titus is here in Destiny Islands instead of with uh with uh Yuna and Final Fantasy X. Like I, I don't give a shit. I'll just say fuck it. Who cares? But it's like, why the the world ends with you characters? And they know they're from the world ends with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. like Cloud obviously is good friends with, you know, with Aerith and, and fucking Tifa. But have you noticed how, like, Squall, Squall and, well, Leon and fucking Cloud are, like, best bros? And I know that, like, probably just Nomura being like, hey, wouldn't that be cool? Like, what if we wrote that into the plot that Cloud and, and Squall are best buddies or some shit? But then that kind of puts it interesting where it's like, oh, that means that, technically speaking, that doesn't mean that they're coming from the worlds from Final Fantasy. They're just characters that just happen to meet in kingdom hearts you know what i'm saying yeah exactly like i don't think both, they explicitly said that like i think Aerith might have said that in fucking kingdom hearts one but then again kingdom hearts one got so many retcons in hindsight where like i think she mentions that her world also got swallowed but yeah you could still write that off as that like oh okay but that yeah. doesn't mean that titus or any like waka from final fantasy 10 came from a different world then again, I could be wrong. Maybe some hardcore Kingdom Hearts aficionados will be telling me in the chat, in the comment section, tell me I'm fucking stupid, but cut me a break. I will say, though, that obviously we already know that the story of Kingdom Hearts is not a a very um, linear one, a very easy one to when understand. When did you... Th- sorry to but interrupt you, but like, speaking either way, about the story, when did you mentally check out of the series? I, I'm legitimately curious. Uh, no, I I want to like, say more like, like okay. Here, let me give a little bit of history, right? I played Kingdom Hearts one. I love the shit out of it. I played the hell out of it. It was pretty cut and dry. Okay, Sora's from a different world. All these Disney characters are from different worlds. My buddy is Donald and Goofy. Riku's being a whiny bitch because this is like the early two thousands, and that's how you write like best friend characters turn evil. Is just oh, I'm jealous because you found new best friends. Wah. Um, okay, cool, whatever, great. I didn't beat Chain of Memories as a kid because I didn't like the card building system at all. I hated it. I, I fucking hated 
I, I didn't get it as a kid. It was just one of those things like that it. now I as like an adult, it. I know how to break the shit out of the game. But as a kid, I just used slates all day, and then that just kind of like made the game drag even longer. But I did Castle Oblivion. I thought Organization 13 was one-tenth good. Um, That was about it. And then Kingdom Hearts 2 happened. And I was like, okay, this is getting pretty crazy. This is goofy. Okay, this is good. I'm okay with it. But after Kingdom Hearts 2 kind of really didn't give a shit about the story as much either because one it's either a rehash which you see a lot in these games like recoded is basically just a retelling which to be fair though that's originally was the purpose it was just hey we want to port kingdom hearts one onto a fucking verizon phone and then later we made it into the ds which apparently Nomura was drunk when he had this idea i'm not sure the legitimacy of that statement but whatever you know three five eight days yeah. okay cool more story explanation or like why roxas kind of became a bad guy but it sort of became one of those things like okay you made a whole like fucking story that answered like maybe one question and i thought okay cool if the if the motive isn't going to be as interesting like make the setting or the idea of it kind of cool i would have liked more character in the organization just because they're a bunch of nobody doesn't mean they have no fucking personality but you really didn't get much of that aside from Syax, which you know not Syax. um Who's the one? Who's the one with the sitar and the and and the um, with the water? Dem it was a Demix or something uh, like that. About, I, I, I really like Demix. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was I think so. Demix, yeah. Like, I like Demix a lot because I relate to him. Hey, man, I'm on the fucking clock. I'm going to sit on my ass all day and bitch and whine and complain about no free fucking coffee. Let's, let's you know, let's fucking do it. But, like, at some point, I'm like, okay, I, I see what they did there and the whole Shion thing. Like, yeah, it's kind of fan fiction-y, but I fucking cried like a bitch when she died. Who cares? Aside from the shitty line that happened. But then, like, I never played Birth by Sleep, unfortunately, That which is the strangest one because that one completely eluded me. I think by, like, Kingdom Hearts 3, I just stopped giving a fuck at that point. Like, I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I was like, man, this looks really, this looks really convoluted for me. Like, okay, now we're adding into a different creature type and i don't know i i feel like the strongest i gave a shit about this franchise was kingdom hearts 2 and then all the spinoff games afterwards like i enjoy them for what they were but i wasn't as like enthralled at them as as i was a kid um and that's probably why like i just didn't give really much of a shit about kingdom hearts 3 because i feel like my patience has just kind of like been tested the most at that point but um yeah yeah, by the way, Zigbar is the one, the one with the that was uh the from the the original. Yeah. The iPad, she was the original like one of the masters who was on the inside um seeing the masters of masters plan go out. So, he Zigbar's uh, re, re, was it yeah, his his re, his true identity was revealed and that was very 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 interesting uh if you play the um the Union Cross games, but yeah, it is a it, to answer your question, when I got, I guess, burnt out on it or when I just wasn't interested in it, I, I don't know because I never was truly into it. Like, I, I never owned it because I didn't have a PS2 from the get-go when Score I was a kid. Score one for the PS2 it was a, um, It was just something. Uh, the PS2, I still believe that it's, like, one of the best consoles, like, ever made, period, because of, like, everything that came out on it, everything that... That and also like, was a cheapest it was DVD a player at the time. Phenomenon. Um, yeah. So that being said, I I've never really been super into it. I've watched a lot of videos on it, and that's how I got most of my things. Most of my 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 um, what do you call it? How do I uh, how do I say this? That's how I got most of my content from it, just by watching it, watching stuff from it uh, on YouTube, and the music. Obviously, I've been enjoying the music. Uh, OST, even theme songs, and even like trailer music from Utala Hikaru, um, only because they were super super popular back then. But I've never really like gotten out of it until like Kingdom Hearts three, obviously, because like it, it's like, what's the point? The game was really, really, really wait. Then like Kingdom Hearts three at all compared to all the other ones. So I guess Kingdom Hearts three. What you thought it was? You think it's just flat? I out bad. think it's bad. Ooh, okay. Well, why did? Why yeah, do you like eighty percent of the game is bad. Uh, the story starts until you beat the the story truly starts when you beat all the worlds, and then that's when you start uh to move into the action of 
the uh, Xehanort moving his plan forward to get the. To be uh, fair, though, the, I mean, like that's been blade, a problem you know, since like Kingdom Hearts One. If you really blade. think about it, like in the grand scheme of things, since Kingdom Hearts One, you know, aside, it, like they're like basically said, all right. Each world needs to have their own story. Okay, let's just get the script of the movie, but, like, right in Sora, Donald, and Goofy are there and fighting Heartless as just the main... You see, that's... But that's wrong. Kingdom yeah, Hearts 3 Kingdom Hearts did that did... exactly. Yes, it did. The other Kingdom Hearts games did not. They, it wasn't It wasn't that linear. Uh, when it, it wasn't that direct, I should say. Um, with, with regards to Kingdom Hearts 3, Kingdom Hearts 3 literally was, hey, uh, Organization 13 members comes in and say oh we're investigating this person Let's see who can get their heart and then you don't see them ever again the only time you ever really see um uh what's it called the only time you ever really see any action from an organization 13 member or an actual antagonist of the story in the disney world was the pirates of the caribbean world where uh what's his name the dude with the magic luxard, cards. yeah uh, uh luxard i think is his name yeah, Luxord. Um, he he is the only one that really like gets into it. But when it comes to like world building, the other organization, like the other video games, at least some of the antagonists had some role in the already established Disney story. But not just hey, we're just watching from from a distance. They literally added nothing to the story except until the very very last 20 percent of the game where it was no the only disney characters involved were the typical that you see from the sora and then his gang but when it came to the worlds themselves the worlds weren't interesting the worlds weren't we're talking about exciting still, right only like one or two okay. worlds were good the rest yeah kingdom hearts 3 the only two worlds were like good the rest was just bad uh the toy story one was the only good one Arguably speaking, uh, there was a lot of moving back and forth. Uh, but the Pirates of the Caribbean one, it had ship combat, and it also had ship combat, and that's really it. Uh, Stora had no control of the story. He was not even part of the story, period. And the Frozen world as well, I think he the had Frozen no part of the story actually the all one whatsoever. That I all he did was even climb though up I was so excited seeing Luxine again, but. I think just the whole idea of going up and down that mountain twice just completely burnt me out. I was like, I'm not going to – no, I'm tapping out. This is, this is getting repetitive now. I think that's when most people actually could stop playing the game at that point. Yep. It was something along those lines. Um, Let's see. Twilight Town, it was uh, a big empty nothing burger because compared to the other games where Twilight, well, the one game where Twilight Town was introduced, it was, it had a, a, a lot But to be fair though, they did add NPCs in, in that area and uh, it makes you else? realize like, Let's wow, see. going back to the PS2 games, it made you wonder if anybody lived in Twilight Town. Right, that's true that they added NPCs, but they didn't What about the Ratatouille minigame? Anything to do around the city except, I don't know, maybe watch a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I bet you feel fucking stupid. Poop, sure. Uh, yeah, but that but keep, the both their keyblades are ass. The cooking, the fucking, you know, the, don't you love hearing Donald say, this will be a good place to find some it's... ingredients? Sure, and I, I would do that, but uh, I've already unlocked their keyblade only to realize it's okay. It's not, an, it's not, like, if you're just doing nothing but spells, there's, like, that one's the best keyblade to do magic potency, but it's not the best magic keyblade. I can't whack it as good. Um, either way, it, it was... It's, uh, let's see. So, yeah, Twilight Town was a big bust. Her the Hercules world, Olympus, it was a very good, a very good tutorial world. It did tutorials very well. It told you exactly how you need to, what you need to do, how you need to do it in a nice, seamless way. And that was a good world. Um, Big Hero 6, very hit, and mi hit or miss, um, which was the last world, technically, for some people. Uh, it was a very, very nice world. It continues the story of the movie I think that's probably another reason off, why I didn't like uh, super connect with it because of like, all these new Disney the... movies, worlds, and stuff like that. I haven't watched them. So I was like, okay, this is the story of Tangle. Yep, that's pretty much how I thought it played out. Frozen, I heard Let It Go a billion times. That makes me want to kill myself. Um, let's see, what else? Um, yeah, that's about it. I was just kind of like, all right, I haven't seen these movies, so I don't have uh -huh. like a super tight connection to them. Right. Uh, Toy Story obviously it had it, it didn't follow the the events of Toy Story one and God, two. God, I still haven't seen Toy four, Story four. four I, I don't after. know if I even want to um, author it, with it. 
I didn't watch Toy Story 3 when it came out originally. I, I saw watched, Toy like, Story 3. I didn't get after, super emotionally connected. I still think 2 is my favorite. Um, but four, I just always felt like this is this is this feels like an unnecessary sequel, which is what I always hated because I felt like Pixar has always been good with making sequels, at least like you know aside from obvious ones. Like you could feel like when they made like a sequel is actually something you kind of look forward to, I give compared to like Disney's repertoire of sequels. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like when Pixar does a sequel, it's like okay, now we're gonna do the sequel because we know it's the right time and we know it's gonna be good. You know, but. Something about Toy Story Four always came off as like, eh, right? I don't know. This doesn't this doesn't feel like that kind of Pixar patient magic. You know what I'm saying? That's why why and from what I've heard, it's very 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 mild. So I'm like, all right. Um, I didn't really think Toy Story Three was that good. I didn't get like super emotionally attached to it, but you know, especially that ending. I heard people cried about it. I thought that shit was goofy as fuck. But you know, yeah, Toy Story Three was a really 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 good film especially there's one point where the toys spoiler alert i guess for this first toy toy three but there was a point where they were all scared they were all wondering like oh what what, what are we gonna do burning gonna, inferno like, that is the trash heap. um because uh, they were yeah and then there like, was damn like, like just shit like i didn't expect that you know like, like fuck. you know that was yeah that that was some good choreography. That was a good direction, honestly, when it comes to the movie. So, either way, I did like in Kingdom Hearts where it took these game, these uh, movies, and they continued their their story in the Kingdom Hearts sense. So, obviously, in the um, uh, what do you call it in the Toy Story world, uh, they were teleported mm-hmm. to a different world. They don't know where Andy is. They don't know where the. Rest I think of the gang that's is. the best way to and do that's, Kingdom that's, Hearts world. I really is like that. that about. Don't just retell the movie again. Just do the, their own thing. Like just put all right. What goofy shit could happen with the main trio there but with these characters from this movie you know what i'm saying because at that point just getting like a watered down script yeah. that's like all right no more has to come in and be like all right just put put sora in the background right there yeah yeah there we go and i also tell like you know donald he's gonna fuck iago in aladdin's world or some shit like that it's like i don't know it's to me it's like when you play these games again it's like man i'd rather yeah. watch the movies at this point you know what i'm saying Right, which is why the Frozen one, you have a bunch of better I hope they don't go up the mountain three fucking times. But, so, it, so aside uh, from well, the... Let's see. Um, so, w- w- yeah, which is your favorite Kingdom Hearts game, then? We're nothing burger. Two? I think two is the safe uh, bet. I, I, I'm two. not going to... Look, I'm not saying, like, when I'm saying this, though, is like, I don't think Kingdom Hearts 2, like, there's, like, this big debate now, like, which had the better gameplay, better combat. Both are perfectly fine games, at least in my opinion. Um, I just, I, I don't want to get into this idea, like, apparently there's, like, this thing about people bashing fans of Kingdom Hearts 3 if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm not one of those people. I just think Kingdom Hearts 2, in my opinion, is like the peak of the franchise for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think that that's perfectly fine. I never Basically. see Kingdom Hearts 3 was bad. I just never finished it. I just never really bother mm-hmm. with it. And if I am going to get back into the franchise, I'd much rather play um, all the games and mainly get around to playing Birth by Sleep because that's like the one game I've avoided up to this point in my life. Mm-hmm. That's a... Birth by Sleep, especially the uh, 2.8 remix. I mean, the 2.8 game is actually really, really nice. Uh, I quite, I really enjoyed it. Yep, I recommend it. Speaking of, oh no, I was, I was just the, gonna say we should probably move on from no, the Kingdom Hearts thing because uh, something's been in my mind. Actually, we, I wish we had Kenny on today because we might actually enjoy this topic. Um, so apparently, we might, right. uh, you know, fingers crossed. I hope I don't jinx this shit. Um, so apparently the RTX 3090 Ti recently came out, right? If if I'm co- not recently, oh, two but years it came ago. out last no. like two years ago, I think something like that. It, it's not that recent, but it's the it's the most recent card that really? Nvidia has. What, then like, what graphics uh, card am I thinking market. that just came out? Uh, Is it the 3090 yeah. Ti? Is that what I'm thinking? I I remember there was a new graphics oh, card that just came out. Latest video graphics card. I mean, the the thirty ninety was out for a bit, but the thirty ninety Ti does sound new. I could have because sworn I've like, never heard of a thirty ninety Ti. RTX thirty ninety Ti. Yeah, it's here. Here we go. It came out uh, March twenty. Yeah, the thirty ninety. Yeah, 3090 but the Ti is, is is out. Yeah, the yeah. Ti version. Okay, according. Yeah, it came out in March. Oh wow. 
Yeah, in March 29th, March, the 3090 geez. came out starting at $2,000, essentially. Uh, they have it on their website, obviously. No, their 19. MSRP is 15 I think. No. What is it? Um, so the, the reason why I bring this up is that, uh, obviously, though, uh, graphics cards are still a fucking bitch to get. Um, which sucks because I'm really in the market right now to finally upgrade my right. computer. Mainly getting a new processor because my i7 is is really, really holding me fucking back right now. And I just got to, like, really pull the trigger eventually at some point. Um, but I'm kind of holding off on it because I am a stubborn fuck and I'm going to wait until hopefully, fingers crossed, because considering that the 3090 Ti just came out last month, um, there is hope that the 4000 series graphics card might come out. And sometime this year, maybe late September, that's what I've been hearing through the grapevine, um, which is what I, I, I hope becomes right. a thing because, yeah, because, like, you know, you know me, Marcos, I'm the kind of guy that's like, I like to get the most out of my upgrades for my dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the guy that jumps on the next ship. I'm the guy that jumps to ship afterwards because to me, performance gains per dollar is not just what's between my 2080 to a 3080. It's like, how much more money am I going to get? Because it's like, you're not going to be spending the same amount of money from performance from buying from a 2080 to a 3080 compared to a 4080. You know what I'm saying? Like that performance gain is not only going to get bigger, but the price is also going to get much smaller too. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember when the, you know, the 20, the 3070 Ti came out, uh, when the 3070 came out, it was promoted as like, oh, this graphics card at 499 performs twice as better than the 2000 equivalent, which is the 2080 Ti. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, apparently the 40 series is going to be three times stronger than the 3080 counterparts or 30 series counterparts. I should say. So like a 3080 would work. uh let me see. Yeah, so a 4080 would be three times stronger than the 3080. So, yeah. But even then... Oh, yeah. Mine still, still runs, runs just, just fine. It's just the problem is, though, is uh, that it, I, I, I don't want to say it's a bottleneck, but it kind of is a bottleneck. Where, and not in the usual sense where it's like my CPU is at 99% and my graphics card is that. I just feel like that neither of these machines are pushing as hard as they could either because I don't know is the processor holding it back. I don't know what's my old ass computer is holding it back. But I've been noticing as the years go on, as games get updated with higher core counts, like a good example, like a really good benchmark for this example. Let me let me give you guys a little history lesson. When I first built my computer um, with my father and things like that, and it was a fucking shit show, um, I was rocking an FX8320, which at the time was like, yeah, AMD was the cheaper alternative, but this bad boy could run in cores, da-da-da-da. And at the time, it was a good processor, but it wasn't the greatest, and it also heat like a motherfucker. You could cook s'mores off of this shit. Um, and... I wanted to play Battlefield 1, and Battlefield games require super high core counts, and they need, like, really strong processors in order to render all that shit, right? So, I scrapped up enough money to upgrade to an i5, so I replaced the motherboard, replaced the processor, got an i5, and then that worked for Battlefield 1, and I played shit out of Battlefield 1. I love that game. And then, eventually, the game got updated to work better with Ryzen processors and higher CPU core counts that now that became unplayable so then i upgraded to an i7 which was the 7700k which is i've been still rocking to this day and that game became unplayable on that processor for a bit that i realized like okay shit well i can't play this anymore so for a good like year i didn't play battlefield one and then i went back to it and then it played just fine but i don't feel like it's going to last that long in the future so what i'm getting at here is that i really need to upgrade from this processor and i'm a stubborn fuck i refuse to pay marked up prices off of a scalper uh, to get a new graphics card and the way I look at it is this new graphics card is showing a trend that um, markup isn't going to happen anytime soon or at least it's not going to happen as severely as it did before. What I mean by that is that there's this trend graph showing that where the graphics card MSRP price will be down here and then the markup will be up here. As the years went on, you see the line and the gaps goes lower and lower and lower and lower that by the time when the 3090 Ti came out, you could still buy this thing brand new at exactly MSRP. You still don't I could go to Best Buy right now and still pick it up. Now, granted, it is a $2,000 graphics card, which I'm not exactly comfortable spending on at the moment, but... That's kind of interesting because there might be, might be some fucking hope. I don't know if they ever fixed the the, the conductor shortage issues recently or anything, but 
I only could fucking hope that graphics cards start to become a little bit more fucking feasible at some point because I really want to get a new computer built. The, um, I think Linus Tech Tips, I watched a small clip of it recently where they said that the, uh, chip shortage for GPUs or GPU shortages are, is basically gone at this point. So... I'm not sure what metrics they're using for that. Uh, wh whoever reported this, I don't know what metrics they're using. All I know is, is that the whole uh, GPU shortages because of chips and other stuff uh, included, it's no longer a thing at the moment. So people are going to see a lot more uh, stocks being obviously coming back into the... No, I said that wrong. People are going to see a lot of restocks coming a lot more often because now there's not much of a shortage i don't know to what degree it's going to affect the shortage uh i i don't know how bad the shortage was was itself all i do know is is that there was a gpu shortage so this might also affect the um uh what do you call it the the whole case of like people waiting for it to, for something to drop uh, a new stock to drop so uh how this will affect the the market itself when it comes to um when it comes to scalpers and stuff, I don't know. All I know is, is that a lot of people have been heavily complaining on the whole, uh, uh, what, what was it? The whole scalping situation, people not using capture checks. But here's the thing, their, though. I, I, I want to make their, sure I'm um, clear this. I remember reading somewhere that uh, NVIDIA is actually doing something to their graphics cards to make them not inherently used uh, for Bitcoin mining things. Like, I don't know. I'm assuming that people always figure out a way how to get around it. Is the reason for the shortage is actually because people are buying these to mine or is it because they're like legitimately want to get these graphics cards and it's just like, you know, first come first serve situation. Like, that's what I'm trying to understand here. Yeah, um, uh, obviously a GPU is not only just used for editing, video games, obviously rendering, yeah. video editing, rendering, um, also, one of the popular stuff that made basically all computer parts extra expensive, especially specifically GPUs, is mining. Uh, mining is a very, very, very lucrative market, especially if a nice, if you have a, a nice, a uh, yeah, a nice setup for it. If you have like twenty different cards and they're all thirty eighty TIs or thirty nineties, then go right at it, right? Uh, you and have you also have mining, a very small rig, penis, and you're a horrible human being. Just saying. Are you. Um. Not really. I'm not mad that people are buying 20, 30, 90s because they're trying to get their money. Do what you got to do to make your money. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'll find my own way to get a 30, 90, or 30, 80 Ti. I don't care. But the well, but teach their own. But I will say the the part with mining where you got to like do you know cost analysis uh, benefits is electricity because obviously running 20 GPUs, um, basically running them at I don't know 80 percent. At all times, it it's a lot of freaking electricity, a lot of it. So uh, that's what you gotta like balance it up. But what you just mentioned is something that I think Kenny brought up a, like uh, in the past before. But I he there was talks about there's going to be a specific GPU for gaming that will help with gaming as a whole. And when it helps with mining. So we're going to have a card here that when it comes to whatever functions it can do, whatever executions it needs to do, if you want to use a mining setup, the the 40 series is going to come with a gaming or video rendering setup or a mining setup in its in, in the 40 series card, whichever 40 series card you're going to get. So let's just say the 4080, you want to get the mining one. Well, the mining one is set up with the hardware and the software to uh, specifically work on certain executable uh, functions that it can do that is beneficial and much more efficient for mining compared to gaming. Um, then, then there's the gaming side or the video rendering and the editing side where when it comes to mining, you really don't need to, you don't really care about the whole making things look pretty on a screen. You just need it to work. So on the, this is, Again, this is from what I can recollect from the last time I heard this and read this uh, when Kenny brought it up. All it really was was just this is more for video enhancing, uh, video uh, fidelity, graphics fidelity, uh, and that sort. That's how the, the, that's the direction that they want to take the 40 series. I mean, to be fair, though, there used I to be the quadro cards back I in heard the day. So while ago, that was like the 
Yeah, like a lot of people bought those by mistake, yeah, thinking they're like, "Oh, this computer. If it, if a fucking um, Titan was a thousand, this thing's three thousand. This would perform as much better." It, it didn't because that thing was specifically made for video rendering. Like, yes, it plays video games with it, but it performs no different than the two thousand dollar less graphics card, which was really fucking funny. <laughs> see people be like they flex on people like that like yeah i can fucking play you have a quadro card in this bitch like cool you just flushed two thousand dollars down the fucking drain yeah there is there is i think nvidia does sell um uh what do you call these so you know how we did we i mentioned about like cards specifically meant for gaming video editing and uh what mm -hmm. was it uh and, and then mining right i think nvidia also sells um they're not quadro cards but they're like they're like quadro cards but they were like these are much beefier like 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 i'm talking about like easily five thousand six thousand dollar cards that are specifically meant for like servers and stuff and like I, I, I forget what it's called, but it's not... You can't put this into a video game set, a rig, and it'll work for video games. It wouldn't really work well at all, but it's a GPU nonetheless. I forget what it, what it was, but it's it's expensive as shit. It's... I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, the Quadro... Yeah, no, I just... I, look, man, I... Back in the day in high school, Marcos, you knew me. I used to be really into computer parts. I used to be so up-to-date and keep up to, you know, like, knowing when... All right, if someone came up to me, Danny, build me a computer for $700. All right, bet. I got you. And I did that for my sister. When my sister wanted to build a $700 computer, I fucking built something for her. She could play The Sims at max settings, and she fucking loves that thing, right? But, you know, like, there was a part of me where it was just yeah. like, oh, man, like, how difficult was it? Thankfully, going AMD on the graphics card uh, made it a little bit better. But I can't go back to AMD, unfortunately, because I have a, a GeForce uh, G-Sync monitor, and I can't go back. And that's, like, another reason why I want to do this upgrade, because nothing makes me cry more than seeing a game that I used to run at, like, over 200 FPS go down to, like, 60 or 70 FPS. And it just, oh, it just, it just feels awful. It's, it's terrible. Um but, uh, you know, back in the day, like, if someone told me, like, hey, build me a computer for this price, like, all right, bet. I would name every piece off the top of my head, get the price down, where to get it. Everything was set in stone. But then when the Bitcoin mining thing took off and then all the graphics cards started to get marked up and everything. And then, like, there's always this asterisk in, in every video you see that, like, oh, this bill is $1,000. If you could get the graphics card at this certain price. And then, like, it's really depressing. Like, at one point, I looked up, okay, how to build a computer for a thousand dollars like back in the day i heard like the bare minimum you should spend on the computer was like 700 right like that was like a good ground where it's like a budget but still was gonna last you a little bit longer you weren't needing to upgrade as much but man i remember watching like j2 cents make a video about like a thousand dollar build and he couldn't put a graphics card in there and i was just like then what's the fucking point? I played off of an APU at one point, and it fucking sucked. For year, for a whole year, when I upgraded that APU to a 7790 back in high school, like, that shit was, like, a world of a difference for me. But, man, like, is this where we're coming down to where it's, like, $1,000 is, like, a luxury now? Like, damn, man, I just want graphics cards to just come out cost a good price and that's it i got fucking lucky with my 2080 i don't know if it's just because it came out or it was because it was a zotac and not a lot of people buy zotac models or something but man i got this shit for 700 700 bones easily on the spot no issues and it fucking was great but man it just it, it sucks when i'm looking at the computer parts i'm like man why is this 3080 so expensive it should have been cheaper like oh yeah it is it's just marked up because of scalpers i'm like god damn it economy <laughs> You know, you did say about how kids nowadays have it easier these days. Obviously, the internet has made things a whole lot easier. A lot of things are a lot more user-friendly. And when it came to PC building, uh, being a PC builder, someone who specializes in PC building, the amount of stuff you needed to know just to set up a typical gaming rig, but that couldn't really play every single game. It needed to play, if you wanted to play WoW Classic, at when it wasn't really called classic, it was just called WoW, and you just well needed that a PC you needed that can join run a that. private server. Someone needed to build. Right, but either way, like so to build a good computer to run it efficiently, someone needed to specialize it on it, at least with computers, to build a nice, decent computer for it. 
um, nowadays, you could just be like, hey, I'm going to watch. I'm going to order this part, this part, this part. Uh, are they compatible? Let me put it on uh, – PC part picker and it tell it tell it will tell me if it's compatible or not. And when it comes to building it, all I really gotta do is just follow yeah. directions and just putting all things together. Uh, how much how much uh, thermal plast- uh, I need to put in? <laughs> not a lot. Not not paste. I'm sorry, thermal paste. Uh, not a lot. Not a little. Just whatever. Just put it in, and j- there you go. And think heck, even AIOs. If you have an all-in-one cooler, right? It comes with its own paste already installed. Some of these graphics cards even come with their own uh, uh, a good amount of paste already, and you don't got to do nothing to it f- for a long time. And like, it's just like putting it things all together. Rewiring is basically technically the most difficult part of the whole set, of the whole thing, really. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's quite funny how how nice and convenient things are when it comes to building a PC. I'm really really enjoying the the user friendly age of yeah time. it's just now like knowledge is so easily available it's it's easier to get into it but it's just the the whole buying into it like back in the day like people used my counter argument i used to have like with console fanboys when i was a massive loser and i used to like argue with these people all the time or even uh, like just complain about the stupid shit um you know, I always told people that, like, yes, PCs are inherently more expensive than consoles, which is fine, because the thing is, though, it's a PC. It does more than just play games. It also is a computer. So to me, like, I argued that, like, I think right. it's more surprising for me to hear someone, especially in the YouTube scene, which is, like, really weird for me when people say that, like, oh, uh, I don't like PC. And it's like, yeah, but you need one to build, to upload this video of the shit take of yours, my dude. So it's like... That's that's where it is. What did you make everything on fucking Share Factory? Because yeah. if we did, I'd be legitimately fucking surprised. Yeah, and I think the only reason why, and I could obviously support the stance as well. Um, with regards to like consoles, it's just it's just convenience sake. Honestly, um, a lot of people like the convenience of things just working right. Uh, that's why I really really like. The one few, the only thing I really like about Apple products, if you buy a whole bunch of Apple products, is that hey, everything's connected, everything is into one. So whatever you have in your phone, you can technically have it on your computer, on your tablet, on your watch, it's an ecosystem. Everything's connected, everything's seamless. Consoles, right? With consoles, yeah, and the infrastructure's there. With consoles, everything's set up already. You don't gotta worry about the temperature of a console anymore because the the days of the red ring of death is over. Um, you don't gotta worry about. Uh, overclocking anything. You don't have to worry about if your drivers are updated or anything. Everything's just automatic. And it's easier. It makes sense. It's like me telling someone, hey, you can get a much more fuel-efficient vehicle, especially during these trying Gas times. Gas prices too to, damn um, high. Uh, high fuel prices. Yeah, that you can drive a manual vehicle instead of an automatic transmission one, and you'll save on gas and be better for you. But a lot of people want the automatic transmission only because it's automatic. They want to text and drive and They don't want to jerk it to their car, you know? You don't want to fuck with that stick, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be as insulted as much as someone said, dude, just get a Tesla, dude. Just get, like, a half a million dollar car and just, like, run electricity, bro. Well, like, aren't they, like, $400,000, though? What the fuck? Yeah, maybe. But like I, I just, I, I just variant. find it funny. Like people yes. say, "Well, just gonna let your car." Oh, the, so you want me to just get a whole new fucking car? That's that's gonna solve my financial troubles. Yeah, most Teslas are like seven. Like the most common ones. Well, I was just like referring 60, to just like electric cars in general. That's. Yeah, well, that's electric car. But either way, like I, I think the one that you mentioned, I think it goes like, ah, oh, damn, it's pissing me off that I don't know it. Uh, Tesla Sport. Car, I forgot what it was called, dude. Oh, it's pissing me off. The roadster. I want, I want to get the, the cyberpunk. Truck. That one's uh, pretty penny. What the fuck? The with the low poly count windows. Oh yeah, the halo. The freaking oh my gosh! The truck is thirty nine thousand. The model three, the two thousand two model three, forty eight thousand. The model X is one hundred and sixteen. But does it really matter at the end of the day uh, whether you want a console convenience? Uh, because if you're making that argument, like, well, how how easy it is to go walk into a store and buy a PlayStation Five still? 
I have yet to see a PlayStation Five in, in, yeah, in stock. Like, it kind of reminded me like with the Switch. Like I remember back in the day, like you could not find the Switch in person for like the longest time. Right, but Daniel, you can't be saying that argument while. We're no, I know. I'm not saying. No, no, no. I'm not saying that like one has it easier than the other. I just think it's funny that like we're both suffering at the end of the day because we all share a common goal, which is the shortage of chips. <laughs> Like I get it. Well, like at the end of the GPU, day, it's like I you mean, got it's a piece yeah, of a computer thing... versus a whole fucking console, and yet if you still find the console and you don't buy a scalper price, it still would be cheaper than buying a computer. <gasps> right, of course, but even then, uh, consoles only got, especially the scalping for PS5, only got super crazy only because the amount of content that is on a, well, on the PS5. On the Sony console, yeah, the basically, all the exclusives, all the everything. <laughs> Everyone's talking about, oh, playing this game or that game. Yeah. So, but the Xbox has Game Pass, and that's also shared with PC. So, I mean, way, yeah, it, the, obviously, it's a supply and demand situation. Heavy. Obviously, and, the demand is high, the supply will run low, and thus the prices go up. It's it's basic economics 101. But, like, I, I just think that it's just so funny. Because how long do you think it took for, like, the Switch? I think it took, like, I want to say half a year, maybe maybe a year before everything kind of like the original yes this is the model one switch the first model which had a whole bunch of issues oh but you know of that's issues. the that thing sells, though marcos i had that, that switch since 2017 uh, was, yeah. and i still haven't had any issues not a single joy con drift i know that people want to sort the fucking goddamn like you know Chromecat video and like i i got into it and i thought like oh my god the switches are just going on flames and things like that like yeah I, I, look i get it but like i'm not gonna act like consoles don't fucking break because like if you're an xbox 360 owner you had no fucking reason to talk at that point because i don't know a single motherfucker who bought a 360 that hasn't broke except you me my 360 fucking broke and it wasn't even the way yeah, model. that's what i'm saying like my i've I had an original Switch and an original Xbox 360, and both of them, I could turn them on 360 right now and it would be just fine. Uh, my original Switch, I still have it, and it still works just fine. Um, the only thing I switched, swapped out was the Joy-Cons because no, that was, I dropped user, Yeah, I, I still have yet to experience yeah. the dreaded uh, Joy-Con drift. But I, I'm just saying is that, like, people, when they, I'm not doing this just to save, like, Nintendo. It's just, like, people just, like, when you look at things that have vacuum like that, it's, like, yes, these videos look really bad. But let's count how many systems came out and bought and sold, and then later we compare how many videos or reports of broken systems. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless we get, like, an actual accurate percent yeah. rate, like, when the 360 told me you hit over 50, that's a fucking problem. That's literally one out of two people have a fucked up 360. That's when it's like, okay, that's a fuck up. The Switch, mm -hmm. that was, like, a thing for, like, what, a month or two? And then that's it. And, like, the only reoccurring issue is, like, the Joy-Con drift. But that was it. <laughs> Yeah, but all I can say is is that uh, I'm pretty frame sure zero boy baby. I'm, I'm telling you I when when I saw uh, TK Breezy fucking stream that shit and like frame zero the moment he hit the Best Buy website the yellow button hits grayed out immediately with the with the quickness with the frame perfect yeah. moment. You're not even my 165 mm -hmm. hertz monitor could capture the moment when that fucking thing turned gray. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward for Kenny, who obviously wants the the newest thing ever. The way how he constantly moves back and forth between graphics cards is because of performance. This performance that he wants the best. I want to know like how hard he's gonna like go with this. Because uh, if only he was here, he would tell you that he bought a 2080 Ti or Super. I can't remember what it was. He bought it, then like three days later the 30 series was announced and he goes yep. damn it and then he goes he wanted to sell it to get it to, get to it. me i, I think just, it, it was, uh, the it was 2080 is like to but, me like i think spending a thousand dollars on a graphics card unless you really need it i don't think it's necessary so i've always been like either getting the the 4070 or the 4080 again assuming the prices are uh, what i'm expecting here because let's see like to me like that yeah, that's kind of like yeah. where I'd be like, look, unless I absolutely need this and I could, like, write this off as a fucking business expense, I'm not exactly comfortable spending $1,000 on just a graphics card. I'm sorry. Like, $700? All right. Bet. That's fine. Yes. Does it cost more than a console? Fuck yeah. But, goddammit, I'm going to get way more mileage out of this graphics card. 
Yeah, I got um, uh, a 3080 Ti MSRP. I don't think I'm going to get a new graphics card until, like, maybe the 50 series or maybe even the 60 series. Honestly, the 3080 Ti has... Let me see. I've never... Well, first of all, thanks to my, my rig, I my con my my gpu has never gone over 70 degrees and even then it's not even pushed to like 50 percent of its limits because of what i do but yeah if you don't need to upgrade yeah, you don't need to upgrade like that that whole thing like oh we got to upgrade the time like no you don't i i just like to put in perspective i think about this processor when in 2016 i'm just finally upgrading it now this graphics card i bought i bought it in 2017 i still have a need to upgrade it to this day <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I would really technically like. Oh yeah, that shit's gonna cause a fucking fire hazard at one point. That thing gotta get the fuck out of here. Maybe the CPU. Well, yeah, you gotta. That's part of the course. I mean, that that's why like I'm building a new computer rather than just replacing the processor. Because when you gotta replace the processor, okay, now you gotta get a new motherboard. Now you gotta get the get the new motherboard. Now you gotta get the RAM to support that processor because different RAM speeds and chipsets and blah blah blah. You need to get like a certain thing. Okay, cool, whatever. Get the get get a new. RAM, and then okay. Well, at that point, you might as well get a new. Pro at that point, when you got to change the motherboard, you might as well build a new computer. But uh, yeah, I think we should uh, wrap right. this yeah. rambling up. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the DKM podcast. If you haven't yet, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel, and also you can listen to us on Google Podcast, Spotify, or Anchor. If you haven't yet, you could also join our Discord server. We'd love to have you in our little community. Um, I don't think there's anything much else left to say, everyone. Sorry for the quick wrap-up. We just got to get going. Uh, you guys have a good one. Uh, take care, and uh, see you next time.